1: Are watching Game Time Decisions. I am David Brett, and I'm on the grid, and so is the raging redhead Cam store So will Donnie right side in a couple of minutes. We look forward to uh, kicking it with Dr. Right side. Uh, so we're going to throw it down. The countdown uh, is on. Major League uh, Baseball's regular season is uh, coming uh, back. Uh, we're now uh, just about 48 hours away. Uh, we're going to break it down, we're going to break uh, bread with uh, Donnie uh, right side. And I called him uh, Dr. Right side because Donnie has a lot of hot takes as far as coronavirus and sports uh, is concerned. So I told him, all right, we'll have a little debate uh, before we get into the picks uh, as far as uh, football is concerned as uh, the national football league. So they're going to skip the preseason. Donnie doesn't yep. mind. He thinks it's actually a good thing. I think it's a precursor of bad things uh, to come. I think they're scared to play. I think they—they, they, they, it's like, wow, well, yeah, we're gonna play, but let's not let's not play a preseason game. It's one of those deals, Cam, where it's like signing a UFC fight. For it's like you sign up for a UFC fight. And then someone tells you, "All right, Brad, so you got to go now. We got to we got to start sparring. You got to get in the cage, go fight, and start getting." <laughs> really? And it's like, well, no, 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 no. Wait, I'll wait uh, until the fight. Oh no, no, that's too dangerous. <laughs> it's too dangerous. It's like yeah, well, at some point, like if it's not. My whole point was, Ken, it's very reminiscent when we went back to the original outbreak of this COVID. Okay, remember mm-hmm. when the Division Two basketball tournament shut it down first? Yeah, and I said, "Coronavirus doesn't care." About like whether whether it's Division Two or Division One or the Washington Capitals, and I use the Capitals example. Kansas and Maryland. Vermont, the it doesn't
2: matter. Yeah, care.
1: it doesn't matter whether it's D one, D three. If it's dangerous, it's dangerous. And the NFL is in the same little situation where they are—they're all like, "Oh God, no, we're not going to play a preseason game. That's way too dangerous." But then they think they're going to play sixteen consecutive weeks after that camp. Come on, man. And I've got I've got a controversial idea. Let's just we'll cut the small talk. I'll get right to it. Yeah. I'm not listen. I'm not uh, I'm not part of the CDC telling everybody stay inside their homes here. But I'm saying I think it would be smarter to actually play less games and have football teams play like every two weeks. You're not going to be able to pull this off. That's I don't even too much. have a problem with okay. that. If you think about it, at the best of times, it's hard for these guys to turn around and play football. At the best of times. They play Sunday. Monday, they're beat up, man. They can barely get out of bed. They're still all pilled up from all the pills they gave them after the game because of the pain. Tuesday's an off day. Wednesday's a walkthrough. Thursday's the practice. Friday, they travel. It's a freaking grind at the best of times. Now you're going to have dudes getting coronavirus, and I guarantee you they will. They're not going to be in a bubble. Dude, the rookies, a couple of rookies showed up, already 95 of them had it. I'm telling yeah, you, NFL exactly. players are going to be the worst at saying Stave can. They're all idiots. They're holding parties and Zeke Elliott and they're working out together. And they're in gyms taking pictures together. They're a bunch of morons, dude. You know, whatever. They're all from Florida, so it's not surprising. So, um, I'm just stating, NFL players will get it. And I think you'd be better off if you just sort of admitted and said, listen, Let's play 12 games and let's play, have teams, like, play every 10 days or something, Cam. Because we're asking, so what, you're telling me in the middle of a pandemic, you're going to ask a team to play on Sunday and then play Thursday night football four days later? Ah, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, like, that's going to be able to work? I don't know. We'll get your take. We'll get uh, Donnie's take on my idea. I don't think it's crazy. I think it's realistic. And I think if you actually want to play, it's actually smarter. And you know what? You spread out football throughout the week, so it's a win-win. So it's not like you wait 10 days. It's basically like there's football all the time. All right, we welcome uh, all of our radio affiliates uh, right now. I am Gabriel Redson. We throw the towel and the to Raging Redhead. Cab Stewart, Donnie Wrightside is going to join us in a couple of moments. Always love uh, breaking bread with uh, Donnie. Uh, we're going to talk some Major League Baseball futures. We're on the clock. It's like there's a big exam uh, in a couple of days. And uh, we've got a lot of studying uh, to do. Actually, you know what? We're pretty prepared. I've got a lot of studying to do, Cam. If they actually play college football, I'm screwed. Like, normally I can <laughs> tell you the roster of every team. <laughs> like, I don't know anything right, who, about anything. Like, I haven't guy? even looked. I'm like, oh, God, I'm in a lot of trouble if they play.
2: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, Gabe. A lot of stories. To, I think you bring up a great point, and it's actually not that far-fetched. We'll, and we will talk it over with, with Donnie. But here's the thing. We haven't even started traveling. We haven't even started camps yet, and we're talking close to 100. Gabe, this is all for people that already knew the message. So these are guys who have been warned. Don't do this, don't do that. We got 100. So what's going to happen when we travel? I don't want to be that guy, but I'm with you. And I got no problem spreading it out. You're right. Due to injuries, the way these guys get beat down, the way the game is played, football is one of those sports where you need the extra time. And in the pandemic, it would actually be a good time to exercise your theory and see if it works. I actually have no problem with it. Less games, more time in between because they're going to have to do it. And I'll tell you something. These guys got to get their head out of their you-know-what because this is not a good start when you look at those numbers because we haven't even started the damn travel yet. Well, the NFL
1: the NFL just believes that everything is going to be fine. It's going to go away. see yeah, the exactly. Packers want fans. <laughs> Some stadiums want fans. States yeah. that if there's a complete outbreak uh, want fans. So we'll break it down. Uh, with Donnie Wright. So, listen, I think Donnie feels as though that the, the NFL is going to be able to pull this off and that um, that there's a lot of uh, people that are overreacting to the dangers. I don't think so. I, think, I personally think football is the most dangerous of all these uh, sports uh, to actually try to pull off. And I also, listen, you have a lot of very big uh, people that play football. You have a lot of people with health conditions already. And you have a lot of dumb people that aren't really going to take care of themselves properly. And they are going to get uh, the disease. All right, uh, we've got a couple of MLS games on tap uh, this evening. Hopefully um, hopefully they're better than uh, this morning's uh, match was. TFC got screwed. Should have been a couple of penalty kicks uh, in I that agree. match, a scoreless draw. The heat in the 9 a.m. games are just too much uh, for these players, and it's catching up to them uh, right now. We're going to break it down, and more Game Time Decisions continues. Game time decisions continue. As I am Game Overhead, we're throwing it down with a raging redhead, Cam Stewart. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates. All right, uh, the countdown is on. Major League Baseball is uh, back. And it's cool to actually talk about uh, like the actual games, divisions, odds, as opposed to all of us uh, playing uh, Doctor. And speaking of which, we now bring in uh, Dr. Donnie Rightside, uh, MD uh practices uh, practices medicine uh, both in Pennsylvania
3: and New Jersey what's up <laughs> hey what's going on guys yes the doctor is in the house here we are ready to talk COVID-19 I gotta say I'm excited for Major League Baseball starting Thursday but Gabe I gotta tell you don't ex- can, would you expect to see this highlight and actually be shocked if it says like hey Garrett Cole just tested positive for COVID-19 and sends the entire season in shambles I'm here for it but I hope it doesn't happen <coughs>
1: Oh, you just love beat, chaos uh, one way or the other. Yeah. Donnie loves chaos. <laughs> it's like, That's good for our best game, like but we like yeah. the race. Donnie's <laughs> yeah. <Paul's> got coronavirus. <laughs> That's what I've realized about Donnie over the years. He, he's just there yeah. for a good time, he likes, he likes, to he stir. likes the car. Yeah, 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 like when Donnie, two just ripped. <laughs> yeah, Donnie was on Twitter. I'm just here to see the hate. Got his popcorn out. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So it's one thing. We as handicappers and everybody does it. I always get a kick out of it. It happens in football and MMA. MMA is the best, Donnie. Everyone's a psychiatrist. Wow, this guy broke up with his girlfriend. This guy's brother died. Like we're all trying to get inside the mind of everybody, and everybody's guilty of it. And nowadays, everybody's a medical expert, and everybody says to everyone else, you don't know what the hell you're talking about, right? So here we are right now, and 95 NFL players, you know, the rookies show up. There's 95 of them. They're not going to be playing preseason football. You don't think it's a problem or a concern, do you, that they're not playing a preseason? You think it's a benefit that it avoids needless injuries, uh, that the preseason yeah. was meaningless to begin with? And I also thought the preseason football, was meaningless. Yeah, Yeah, college football doesn't have a a preseason. Look, Alabama come out and score 58 points in week one every week, right? I see the argument, but won't it lead to injuries, Donnie?
3: I don't know if it leads to injuries, but a lot of the perspective I come from, Gabe, being a longtime season ticket holder, as I was for the Philadelphia Eagles, I was automatically, and again, I put my haters hat on, when I would charge me $260 for a preseason game, and half the time we would get stuck with games one and four, which means I wouldn't even see a starter but pay full gate. If they were free and active out there, then maybe it would change. But I don't think it's that big of a deal. The one thing I'm really worried about here, Gabe and Cam, about the NFL, is I constantly beat the drum on they should have been in camp July 1st to get over the shock factor and exactly. Exactly yep. these protocols and people testing positive because after two, two and a half weeks, those players will return. You get the protocols back. You're cutting it razor thin right now by reporting almost in August.
1: That's where I'll agree with you, actually, Donnie. And I'm more
3: yeah. negative and, you And know, I think I am more, I'm <laughs> a little
1: bit more pessimistic about the future than you are. But I told Cam this and I said the same thing on the show. I said, all these leagues should have done it faster instead of waiting. Mm-hmm. The longer you wait, the more you ask for, for problems like the national hockey league. They should already be in that bubble. What are you guys waiting for? Right, right. What, what are you waiting for? You gotta have everyone show up on the twenty sixth, then you're playing real hockey five days later on the first, not a lot of room for error. And that's my deal with the National Football League. They're not leaving themselves uh, with a lot of room for error. So so basically there would be like twenty days of practice, guys, and I guess Donnie would be split into two, right? Ten days um, you know, of of walkthroughs, and then basically ten days of, of tackling. Uh, practice and so we thought tackling was bad already, Kev. God, but oh, like this no. year, how <laughs> tackling, <it's> tackling many <laughs> guys, the daddy, of These guys don't how many cornerbacks are going to say, I'm not going in there into that COVID pit. <laughs> 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 guys, running backs are going to run right past them. <laughs>
3: Healthwise, healthwise, I think you're right here when you take a look at what's going to take place in the NFL. But this also, let's remember, not the same offseason. If this was a normal offseason and we just wiped out the preseason slate, I'll give you that part of it because you would have all the OTAs. You would have guys working out and training together in the offseason. You're basically coming in, shaking hands, going, hey, finally nice to meet my starting wide receiver. We got 30 days to get out there and play NFL football. I'll give you that game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me ask you. I threw this out there earlier. What's your take on this? Because I want NFL football, but you know this. Listen, you played football. Yeah. It's it's tough already for NFL teams to turn around and play as many games as they do. You know, people don't realize how beat up they are, how many pills they're taking, how many shots they're taking, etc., and everything that it goes through, especially in these, these schedules. So are they really going to try to play Sunday and Thursday games, bro, where a team plays Sunday and then Thursday? And, oh, well, we're going to play our regular schedule as is. Suck it up. It's tough enough as it is under the best of circumstances. I believe that players will get it, Donnie. And listen, I'm not saying that the sky will fall and, you know, 700 guys are going to have it. But I think throughout the season, teams are going to be very, very challenged, bro. And I think they'd be wiser to stretch the schedule out a bit. Instead of having teams play once a week, have them play every 10 days. And you know what? It means, hey, we have football every night on TV almost. Right. A team plays on Sunday. Next time they play will be the following Wednesday, etc. Sort of like, you know, more, you know, tournament like and spread out, Donnie. And hey, if we need to cut it to 12 games, then we cut it to 12 games. Uh, But I think playing every week back to back is going to be very challenging.
3: It, I, I think you're correct on that, because again, people are going to get this, and the, I guess the best we can hope for is to take a look at the Major League Baseball protocol and what they're doing, because they're not actually in a bubble, and I like the people, you know, Dr. Fauci comes out and says, hey, you know, the NFL should go into a bubble. They're not going to go into a bubble August 1st, all the, way the Super Bowl for some teams. It would be absolutely ludicrous yeah. to do that, but getting back to your original point, 12 games would make sense, but here's the issue here, and here's where the money comes into play even more for the NFL guys. When I mean, you take a look at Major League Baseball, they're fighting over money because some of these guys guys are going to get a third of their paycheck let's remember in the nfl they are getting 100 each and every week they play these guys see dollar signs they're going to play regardless of the health conditions if they can rack up 16 regular game checks here
2: yeah you guys see the guys who are complaining games <laughs> who's complaining mahomes russell wilson you know 45 million 35 million. come on guys we can do it we're, we're gonna go play it's the guys at the top of the food chain donnie they don't want to give up that type of cake
3: now one million dollars a game is basically what these big boys are making and if you tell them you want to yeah, they games, can they go, it hey, the forget most. about our safety you know we just want that paycheck yeah they,
1: they can afford it the most cap the star players they don't care they're they, you know, Russell Wilson basically is you know, Russell Wilson has basically come out and said you know my wife's pregnant I don't really even want to yeah. play <laughs> right so Russell Wilson can live without the money the guys that are going to want to play are the guys that make eight hundred thousand dollars. The guys that make $700,000, mm-hmm. they're the ones that actually have mortgage payments. Odell Beckham. You think Odell Beckham cares if they play this year, guys? Come on. You know what I mean? Like, when, if, if they don't, it's more time for Hampton to have a movie deal, right, to you know, hang out in Hollywood, right? Like, if Drew, I, I think Drew Brees wants to play, he doesn't have a hell of a lot of time left. I mean, but, you know, Mahomes, his money will be there down the road. It'll be the lower tier guys, not the upper tier guys. Like the the big time guys are the ones speaking out the most. They're the ones that have the least to yeah. lose. But look at look at Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett just signed a hundred and twenty five million dollar deal. He came out and basically stated, although it's a little ironic that a guy that smashes someone in the face, Donnie, with a helmet, <laughs> is now
3: complaining about safety, isn't it? <laughs> With $125 you bring up a really good point because sometimes it is about the lower-level players. One of the guys on radio here in Philadelphia, Ike Reese, was a backup linebacker for a long time for the Eagles. He used to say every year when the Eagles were really good on the Donovan McNabb and Andy Andy Reid, they would get the bye week, but he always said they wanted to play wild-card weekend because they got paid. Even though they got the bye week, they didn't get paid and had a better chance at the Super Bowl. You're right. Those guys not making the most money. They count those pennies, man.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Buddy Ryan famously counted the pennies. That's why he had the uh, the bounty out on the Cowboys kicker.
3: Luis huh, and baby. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, as
1: asked. <laughs> it was only five hundred bucks, too, had 40 games. So he goes, I got five hundred bucks. Whoever lights bucks. up the kicker first. And they're like, why Yeah, do buddy, you buddy light had a good quote kicker? on that
3: too, when he said, you know, why would I have a bounty <laughs> on a guy who never makes a field goal? That doesn't make any sense. So he was a great one, buddy, man. <laughs>
1: yeah. And when it goes back to why he didn't like them. Zendaya's missed a kick in the Pro Bowl and exactly. cost the NFC coaches and players the win bonus. Yep. <laughs> buddy Ryan, the dead son of a bitch, cost yeah, sure. me the win. I was the head coach in the Pro Bowl, and we would have got the win bonus. He cost me ten thousand dollars. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Very true.
1: Vindictive. That's great. Boy, buddy, buddy, buddy Ryan's. Those Eagle teams were great though, man. Yep. Oh man, like uh with Keith Jackson. And, uh, Reggie White and Jerome Brown. and uh, To me, that fall game is still one of the the most memorable games in the history of the game, Donnie. Like,
3: Tough one you know, for, for, for me. Yeah, New Year's football. Eve game. What a way to go into the new year taking a loss to the Bears as the fog rolled in. But talented <laughs> teams, a lot of fun. That's what we grew up on Philadelphia. Buddy ball was ours, man.
1: All right, we'll take a quick break. More with Donnie Wright, side of Cat Stewart
2: Watching sports grade. Get on the grade. I'm Cam Stewart, your sports good news and betting update. You want the edge, get on the grid. As of today, 95 players tested positive for COVID-19 according to the Players Association in the NFL. Additionally, eight teams received approval to move forward with their coronavirus response plans, while 24 clubs plans still under review. The NFL agreed Monday to test players daily over the first two weeks of training camp. The NFL will likely allow its players to wear helmet decals, bearing the names of initial victims of racism and police violence. The league is working with the Players Association to compile the list of approved names. Veteran defensive end Michael Bennett and Announcing his retirement after 11 NFL seasons. Bennett, now 34, says he plans to help athletes speak out against racial injustice near the top of his agenda, increasing the number of black coaches at every level of football. In his career, Bennett, 69 and a half sacks, three Pro Bowls, and a Super Bowl championship with the Seattle Seahawks. NCAA football, the Texas Longhorns plan to limit seating capacity at 50% this season to follow distancing protocols. Texas Memorial Stadium seats around 100,000 fans. NBA, the Memphis Grizzlies will be out Justice Winslow throughout the NBA restart. The forward suffered a hip injury during practice Monday. He's averaging over 11 points a game and 6.6 boards in 32 minutes per play. LA Lakers forward Markeith Morris scheduled to join his team in the Orlando bubble today. He'll have to quarantine for two days. Utah Jazz honoring the late great Jerry Sloan by wearing tribute patches on their jerseys for the remainder of the season. The patch will feature 12,023 which represents win Sloan earned in his 23 great lakes, 23 great years in Salt Lake City. Leon Draisaitl of the Oilers, Nathan McKinnon of the Avalanche and Artemi Panarin of the Rangers. This year's finalists for the Heart Trophy is the NHL's most valuable player. Joey Votto of the Cincinnati Reds says he'd be astounded if any player in baseball supports using fake crowd noise. The league will give teams pre-recorded noise to use during the season. Exhibition ball for you degenerates. The Astros pounded the Royals just like the regular season. 15-6 the final. Dodgers so deep that prospect Gavin Lux will not even be on the opening day roster. He posted a 705 OPS in 23 games last season. MLS a triple header of action. One final in Toronto and New England. Scoreless draw. Both teams still advance to the next round. We got two more games tonight 8 p.m Atlanta and Columbus Atlanta plus 190 to win Columbus plus 110 for the victory draw plus 260 total two and a half over 134 1030. it's Montreal versus DC United Montreal plus 180 DC United plus 30 the draw plus 230 total two and a half EPL, Aston Villa upset Arsenal 1 0. Manchester City smashing Walker 4 0. In the CFL, the Edmonton Eskimos' name, it's gone. Officially, it's done. And Winnipeg has tentatively been selected as the hub city for potentially in a CFL season. NASCAR announcing today no practices or qualifying for the remainder of the 2020 calendar season. And the 2020 tennis calendar taking a hit. The City Open in Washington, D.C. canceled. I'm Cam Stewart. That's your Sports for News Update. Now back to Gabe. Gabe and our guest, Donnie Wrightside.
1: Game time decisions continues. I am Gable we with throwing it down with the Raging Redhead Cap Stuart Donnie Wrightside uh, joining us uh, as well. All right, we could talk all day about the uh, the future of football, but I actually do think it's something they, they should look at. I agree, Donnie. They haven't left themselves a lot of room uh, for air. And that's my problem with the with not playing the preseason, that they play week one and then everybody gets hurt just like just because they haven't played everybody gets hurt and then it's like you know by week two and week three everybody has coronavirus I just don't think I don't think they planned it out as well as they should have but they still have time uh, to make adjustments although it seems it seems as though like they're insane um you know to me it just seems like they you know, Oh, don't exchange jerseys after the game. Like, that's like the biggest safety protocol that they've come up with.
2: <laughs> a, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, that's, that's going to help, break. guys.
1: Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's great. Ooh. Hey, listen, that Oakley helmet's great, but where are they? Yeah. Do they have a 1,000 of them, Donnie? Are they been fitted yet? Like, have the players worn them, et cetera? Excellent like, point. Where are those helmets? Excellent
3: point. No, you're right on that, too, because even when you take a look at what the NFL preseason means, let's forget about the actual football on the field. There's so many protocols they want to go through. Don't you always want to have at least one dress rehearsal that comes through? I could care less about the actual play on the field, but just getting the fan, you know, going to another city, quarantining and feeling what it means to be. We're not going anywhere. We're taking a bus to the stadium. Here's how much time you have to work out. You can't go hug your friend on the other side of the team. Just to have that dress rehearsal might be worth a lot. I said
1: off the top, Donnie. It's almost like agreeing to fight, like in the UFC, yeah. and then saying before, like, "All right, we got to spar now." You're like, "No, no, 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 that's too dangerous. Yeah, We're good. gonna wait until the fight." <laughs> yeah, like, and they're gonna tell you, "Yeah, listen, you're gonna get murdered at the fight." No, no, don't worry about it. It's good, I'm training. I'll be good. Ever like, uh, like, everything, everything will be, uh, everything will be fine. All right. So the Toronto Blue Jays, what's up with this, guys? Yeah. Okay, you Ken, know, we got to get your boy Griff on the phone. Uh um, you know we we know someone that's tight that works with the uh, with the organization uh Donnie. they're on the clock right now and I understand yeah. it's not easy and just because we want an answer that it's that simple but hey guys it's been 48 72 hours right now that you've known that Toronto was not an option it looks like Pittsburgh is the front runner right now the mayor of Pittsburgh wants to do it the Pirate Organization wants to do it because they're looking at the revenue. The Blue Jays will play, pay the Pirates to rent the stadium. The Blue Jays would stay at the hotel across the street. That's like you know, 75 hotel rooms at a five-star hotel. Suddenly, that's another 30 trips from visiting teams. So like the state of Pennsylvania, the Pirate Organization and the mayor of Pittsburgh, uh, Donnie, has been very active. And you know what? Philadelphia was brought up, but I guess they're friendlier in Pittsburgh. You guys would have thrown batteries at them. (laughs)
3: Look, I and, and I'm a little astonished by what Toronto is actually doing. I credit the government for actually being proactive and saying, "No, we want to protect our citizens. But I have to look at the bigger picture. It's not like you're getting a spirit jet from Fort Lauderdale hotspot where you didn't test anybody and just letting 300 people run wild in Toronto. You're getting teams and players that are tested each and every day flying to Toronto. But also, Gabe, to yep. your point here, teams are fighting over getting the Toronto Blue Jays, not because you can sell tickets, but there is a hundred million dollar payroll that you're city will get the payroll tax from and Toronto's going to lose out on that so if you're Pittsburgh you're saying right we're going to rent out the hotels they're going to stay here they're going to rent the stadium and oh yeah every time they take the field we're getting wage tax from four different teams in Pittsburgh they're going to love this
2: yeah, and I'll tell you another thing, Donnie, it's it's interesting, too. I think the government went, they they went too far, but it's interesting. The coronavirus numbers between 20s and 39s, like, that was the low level. It's been up in Toronto. And another thing is, they talked about the situation with Buffalo. And Buffalo, the, you know, an hour and a half down the road, but... The problem was it's not it's not a matter of like the the stadium and everything, Donnie. It's the it's the room that they're in, the social distancing and all that stuff. And a lot of the players on the Jays are like, you know, get Ben. We're not playing in a triple A stadium with this stuff. We wanna be in a professional level. That's why they're looking at the major league stadiums in comparison to, you know, the triple A team with
3: the bisons. No, it makes a lot of sense because even when you take a look at that Buffalo Stadium, it's even not even so much they're looking at for the players themselves, but they're going to make revenue on TV. And if you don't have the proper LED lights, which they keep fighting over, that mm. harms the broadcast, which, again, harms the advertising money that you can make on top of it. Because when it boils down to it, everybody's always looking at that almighty dollar. We have to spend $3 million to upgrade the lights. Well, you got like 48 hours to do it. It just seems odd that they're in such a lurch right now. And we're almost at ready to go with game time here.
1: You know they spent a ton of money as well. Upload. Um, they they
3: they
1: they they sort of planned for this, guys, and they thought they would play in Florida at for AAA uh, at, the, at their freaking training complex. Yeah. The problem with the AAA in Buffalo is it doesn't mean safety protocols. It's not like they're prima exactly. donnas and they don't want to play. Because people are like, oh, it's going to be a major league stadium. It's not that they're prima donnas. The clubhouses are too small, and the players mm-hmm. would be too close together. Which is a major concern. Uh, the Florida situation; the players don't want to don't want to play there. <laughs> yeah, it's a unique situation. Listen, their first technical home game is on the 29th. All right, they're in Tampa this week. Speaking of the safety, nice and safe uh, in Tampa. <laughs> hey,
3: let's Tampa in, a, in a dome, though, less. It's not even outdoors, isn't <laughs> it? <I> know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's,
1: oh, God. Uh, let's. What a world we're living. Let, let, let's get in. Let's get into some. Uh, let's get into some of the picks uh, here. All right. I look forward to Donnie's takes, Donnie. Let's, let's get into the National League East uh, here, yeah. and we're going to give uh, me and Cam are going to give all of our best bets uh, throughout the program, but we'll, we'll show them on in-game live uh, after. Um, so let's take a look at this division, probably the toughest division in baseball to pick, or at least like you know, to me, you could really make an argument for for so many of these ball clubs. Yeah, the Washington Nationals don't have uh, Rendon anymore, but they still have Strasburg, they still have Scherzer. They'll they'll pitch twenty four times out of the sixty games, man. It's like 46 percent of their schedule that you play them. Nearly half the games that they play, they're gonna have Scherzer, Strasburg on the hill. When you add it up, Juan Soto's a stud. They're a load to deal with. Yet, you know the, the World Series hangover, etc. Will Scherzer and Strasburg both both stay healthy through sixty games? You get into the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, ton of young players. A lot of veterans uh, right now. You know, there's something about this team that I'm not fully buying into as good as they are. I love them. But I think right now we find out just like this throw in. Hey, Stra, oh, you're going to be you, you are. Because uh, they rolled the ground out there, guys. And, and you're know, you all out 12 times. That's 24 starts between you,
2: and you two. So we talked. Gabe, I don't know what's going on with the, the, the microphone situation there, but uh, uh, yeah, Donnie, I, I, here's the thing about this division. Um, you look at it and I think it could go to, Ga- to Gabe's point. I think it could go either way. You look at Atlanta, they're dangerous. The Nationals, I love their pitching. I kind of worry about their hitting a little bit with that type of hangover, Donnie. But when you look at the Phillies at over 3-1, to one, I like the addition of Wheeler. I like Nola. And you talked about Rio Muto, Harper, the bats that they have. I think, Donnie, I'm going to take Philadelphia on FanDuel. They're the bet right now at plus 320. When we think three things are going to be pretty, pretty tight, I think the Phillies offer the most value. What do you think, Donnie? And I, I'm not just saying that because you're our guest, buddy.
3: No, I know. You've been saying it for weeks there. And again, even looking at outlets like ESPN, they're really high on the Phillies, which is great for me to hear. And I like the Phillies lineup, but it's just going to be a matter of that bullpen. And can it hold up down the stretch? Because when you take a look at Cam blowing a save or two over 162 games, it doesn't really mean that much. But in a short sprint here, if you're blowing games out of the bullpen, that's not going to help you out. But I do agree with the NL East. When you take a look at it, it's a great division because yes, the Atlanta Braves are at the top of that division, but even teams that were supposedly stacked like the Mets, I love the Mets hitting lineup, but they lose Cindergard. Now you take Take a look at the Washington Nationals World Series champions. They have the pitching, but then they lose Rendon on top of losing Harper yeah. the year before. It's going to be a very competitive division all the way through. And I even hear people saying maybe the division winner wins 34 games this year. That's how competitive it's going to be.
1: Yeah, and not to mention the the interleague games that these guys have to play are against, uh, are against the American League East. So their schedule mm-hmm. is even tougher when it comes to season win totals when you look at teams in this division. Uh, the Phillies and the Yankees play four times uh, after um, after the opening series against the Rays. Uh, it's right 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 into Philadelphia uh, for two, and then they're in uh, New York uh, for two uh, after that. Yeah, this division, I want to think outside the box. I'm looking at the Mets. I think the Mets could be in the mix. I'm wondering about Alonzo, if pitchers are going to figure him out a little bit, or is he just going to continue to crush uh, the baseball, but – I just think, guys, that the Philadelphia Phillies, when I look at the odds, I think the Phillies are being undervalued a little bit here. I am concerned about the back end of the bullpen, and I want to ask you about this kid, this phenom. Bryce Harper wants him on the team, and, you know, why not? You can get extra bodies on the team uh, this year. Spencer Howard, uh, Donnie, talk to us about this uh, pitching prospect, phenom, strikeout machine.
3: Yeah, he's the next guy coming up, and we haven't had a pitcher that good or at least projected to be that good since Aaron Nola, the first-round draft pick out of LSU, and he's been wonderful in Major League Baseball. But here's the problem with Major League Baseball. That is exact opposite of every sport. You try to get your best young players on the field, but it seems like baseball said it's more important to keep these guys down so they're not grade one, grade two free agents over the years. He should be in a 60-game season when every game starts. You can't throw a game away. You need your best young players in there, but baseball is so backwards in that way there, Gabe.
1: Oh that's a great point that you raised and especially in a 60 game season. Yeah, you know, the organization, well, it's only 60 games. Last year though, San Diego when they brought to the t up, but they said, "You know what? We're not going to screw. We're not going to screw around. We're going to put them on the field and send such a positive message to the rest of baseball and you see free agents want to be part of it. And and, and agents will be willing to send their players there because they they say, "You know what? This team. I've never understood that. Uh, I you know, I get it at times. Uh, but about, well, let's force, let's go to arbitration just for the sake of it. Let's piss them off for the sake of it to try to save $385,000 right now. It's like, guys, you know what? There's no cap. Just pay the damn money. A happier player will be a more productive player after the fact. All right, we're going to blast through the divisions on the other side with Donnie Wright's side. Game time decision continues. Game time decisions continues. I'm Marantz throwing it down with a Reggie Redhead, Cam store Donnie side uh, kicking it with us uh, as well. All right, let's get down to business. Time always flies when Donnie is on the program uh, with us talking about this National League. Man, you know, it really is true. Be very careful, guys, when betting season win totals with these teams in this division. When you look at the – almost every game in the division, you're playing against a tough pitcher. You know what I mean? Like, imagine. You know, you're playing the Nationals. you got to deal with Scherzer and Strasburg. Oh, there's, there's the Grom. There's, uh, you know, there's Stroman. Oh, Porcello, we're talking about a guy that's, you know, won 20 games before, right? I mean, Wheeler. Yeah, Nola. And I tell you, the Marlins are better than people think too. Like there's, it's not a free ride in that division. They're going to beat the crap out of each other. And then when they have to play the American league, they have to play the Yankees, the Rays. Um, And, and I, I'm not going to say the Red Sox, because the more I think about it, the more I'm buying in that the Red Sox are going to go under their season win total uh, this year. All right, so another really tough division, Donnie, to me, and I think you're leaning with the Brewers, yeah. um, is the Central, where you can, they're all pretty much basically even as far as, like, win totals, as far as what fangrass projections are, you know, 31 and a half. Everybody thinks, you know, the Reds, uh, the Cubs, uh, the Brewers, uh, the Cardinals are, are all pretty much evenly matched I just don't think the Cardinals get any love. I'm looking at the Cardinals uh, in this division. I like the fact that they play against the Royals and the Tigers ten times. Uh, but, man, this is another really, really tough division to pick. But I think I'm getting a little value with the cards. Same, same with the, the Phillies. I'm looking for value. You know, Phillies plus 320, Cardinals plus 240 for a team that seems to win a division every couple of years. I like the cards. Donnie, who you like in this division?
3: Yeah, I mean, you can see the Cardinals there. You want a nice bounce back season from Paul Goldschmidt be the anchor again in that lineup. And I like to go against the grain sometimes because I just think that the Reds are getting a little bit too much love. Even though when you take a look at their starting nine, hitting-wise is very good. They probably have the best front-line pitching in the division overall and backed up by a pretty electric bullpen. So I can see why they're, quote-unquote, the favorite or at least a co-favorite there with the Cubs. But I'm just trying to look at that Brewers team and say if everything goes right again for them with no major injuries, yeah, when you look at the pitching staff, especially the front end, you know, one, two, and three starters, they don't really light it up. But as long as they keep you in the game, you hand it off to a pretty good bullpen. They got the MVP in Christian Yelich and still a pretty good lineup and getting a nice price. It's not like we're coming in, Gabe, and Cam saying, hey, Brewers are plus 120 to win it. No, you're going to get almost three to four to one in this one.
1: Very, very um, – listen, they're a dangerous team. They're in the mix every year. Cam, what's your take on the division? Although I think uh, Cam's Cami uh, Cincinnati –
2: <laughs> That's right, buddy. C. Cam's, Cam's right. Yeah, Cammy's Cam, he's, Cam, he's right. I got to tell you, though, you guys bring up a lot of good points, uh, Gabe, and I think this division can go either way. You can make a case for the Brewers cards and the reds and you're right donnie i I like to fade the public but i'm actually going to be jumping on them this time i think with the bats the addition of moustakis i think luis castillo is one of the most underrated pitchers in the league they got bauer he says he'll do anything for these guys to win roll them out every fourth day this is it gabe shortened season i really like what the reds are doing i'm buying into the hype give me plus 230 i think this division it's it's an absolute dogfight too. everybody but the pirates yar has a chance to win this one i'm going down with the Cincinnati Reds, I know it's a public play, but that's my pick at plus two thirty. You know,
1: if I'm going to have you know the sportsbook hold my money for a couple of months, I like to get plus money back. Uh, but there are a couple mm-hmm. of win totals that I don't want to leave on the table. And although I do think the Cardinals are going to win this division, I'm I'm a Brewer backer. I believe in the Brewers as well. Not to mention, you know, they got a Hater in the back end uh, here. They're going to be very difficult. Yeah. Like, a lot of people think this guy's a sleeper for like MVP. Um, you know, because he's going to rack up, so he could potentially rack up so many saves. I do like that Brewers over 30-and-a-half win total, Dottie. I, I, it means i got to be two games over 500 at 31-and-29. Milwaukee will be better than a 31-and-29 team, in my opinion.
3: I think you're right on that as well. And when you take a look at the Brewers, if they lose one of their frontline starters, which, again, isn't a dominant guy, it's not as big a loss as one of the other teams losing one of their ace frontline starters. So you have a lot of let's see who wins by pitching here, and they could be at the advantage because, again, if they lose their number one, it's like, all right, well, their two, three, and four is about the same as their one. Not going to be that big of an influence. I just think Yelich can come out and have another big year, and they're getting a nice price here in the uh, Central.
1: All right, so I don't think we we have to spend too much time on the National League West, uh, Cam. But I will say this: <laughs> I was actually surprised that the Dodgers are "quote unquote" only minus five hundred. Oh, I I agree. That's a, it's actually a good bet. Like it's crazy. It's as exact. like no, I don't like. It's like I'm, I'm actually surprised. Like that, that's the type of bet we're going to hear. Somebody's going to roll in and drop like a million dollars on that. Someone's going to put five hundred thousand dollars down to win hundred K a million dollars gets you 200 K back for the Dodgers to win this division. Come on a minus 500.
3: It's like Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor at that point. I mean, it, it sounds outlandish, but then when you yeah. put it together and you say, Hey, this makes a lot of sense. Cause Gabe, when you take a look at the Dodgers here, if the Dodgers lose their starting nine, it's almost like they can replace <laughs> each and every player with a really good one. It's amazing. The depth that that organization has. Think about it, guys. Max Muncie is like their fourth best hitter yeah. on the team, and that guy had thirty five yeah. home runs.
2: <laughs> and Gabe, their top. Pro- and today you heard the story. Their top prospect Lux. This guy's like going to be amazing. The Dodgers are like, no, nope, we're not even going to bring him up. That's how good we are right now. When you're telling your top prospect, don't worry about it. Yeah, the Dodgers are scary. Yeah, minus five hundred guys.
1: It's it's actually value. Like I don't you know I don't want to uh, listen. I'm not telling anybody to take, uh, you know, take the mortgage payments the mortgage? or anything like that. But I'm thinking about you know, it. <laughs> yeah, if you have, if you have ten thousand or a hundred thousand dollars kicking around, put it on the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, what you say? You can put in parlays, Cap. Yeah, I am, exactly. I'm putting, <laughs> all right, the American League East. You know, the Yankees. The Yankees are dangerous. Everybody knows this. But the plus 300 is just enough to get me in the door, guys, with the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm taking a Tampa Bay Rays, Donnie, at plus 300 to win this division.
3: I'm with you as well. And again, just trying to find value. I know the Yankees are the best team in the division. If they get hot, they're going to win the division. But yes, in these short seasons, you're really relying on Garrett Cole, and he does have a really good track record of staying healthy, but if he goes down, then everything goes up in the air. That's when you don't want to get caught with a favorite saying, I know the Yankees are going to win the division. I'm going to lay 3-1 to the opposite side. Then it comes back to burn you, and you get a Stanton injury, which he's known for. And then you get maybe Aaron Judge in a slump. Maybe you lose your front-end starter, and it throws the whole thing into a topsy-turvy. I told you before in the last previous shows, I like the Rays. I like their infield. I like their outfield as well as their starting pitching. And we know they're kooky with the way they operate, getting those starters, which are actually closers, to start the game in one of these sixty-game sprints. Man, that could really pay off for them. People are underestimating their pitching,
1: uh, Cam. When you talk about uh, you talk about Glass, uh, you talk about Snell, uh, you talk about just how good that they manage uh, that bullpen and how they they manufacture runs in the fashion that they do. They're just a they are a very, very good uh, baseball team. And you know, a 60-game season could be tailor-made. It's funny how it could be tailor-made for an ultra-talented team like the Dodgers and an ultra-resourceful team uh, like the Rays. As you know, yep. we could potentially see a, a Dodgers and Rays uh, World Series. Now, Cam, I know you got some crazy good numbers on the Blue Jays a couple of months ago to win this division yep. in like the 60-to-1 range. Now they're 22-to-1. Might be a little bit ambitious, their win total is twenty-seven and a half. Cam, I'll start with you and we'll throw it over to Donnie after. How much like does the uncertainty scare you as far as Blue Jay futures are concerned? I thought this team had potential to be somewhat of a dark horse sleeper. And, you know, maybe not make the playoffs, but scare you, scare some teams and like, you know, be in the mix for this two month run. They don't know where they're playing and the season starts in three days for them yeah it's it's hard it's hard not to say that this is a disadvantage for them what do you make of it are you scared of the Jays and 27 and a half I want to go over the number
2: yeah I I, Gabe I'm gonna actually caution you on that I'm still high when I got 66 to one and by the way three's a crowd I'm with you with the Rays at three to one to win their vision I think that's great but the Blue Jays Gabe I love the young bats on their team but there's a lot of question marks too and then you got to play the Yankees and Rays. That's the problem. Like, the more I've been thinking about this, I took my homer cap off, and I said, these are still tough games. In Boston, I, despite me, I think Toronto's a better team than Boston now. I think they should have switched on the odds board. Boston still, they're decent. That's the thing. It's not like they're playing the Royals. They're not playing the bottom feeders, right? It's a very difficult division. I'd be very careful. There's a lot of question marks with the Jays. I love the young bats. I still think the bullpen is a little bit of an issue. And starting pitching, Ryu's their guy. But other than that, man, there's a lot of question marks and guys who have, are long in the tooth and had injuries. I'm down with the team game, but I caution you, I'm not t- touching it. I, I, I'm going to leave it alone. Donnie, Blue Jays' roster is uh, is not bad with
1: the young phenoms, with Guerrero Jr., Good hitting. Uh, with B- Bichette, Biggio, but that pitching staff is a little bit better than people realize, and Ryu's, Ryu's a stud, man. I, I think like the Blue him. Jays could, could surprise people a little bit.
3: Look, you can go opposite on this with the whole COVID-19 and say they're on the road and that's really a downgrade. But let's just say they don't play in Pittsburgh or Philadelphia and play somewhere even farther south and the families don't move with them. They're going to be quarantined by themselves with nothing to do but get tested and play baseball. When the other teams are going home at night and they're probably going out to parties and bars and do whatever they want, this team might be intact and be one of the most healthy teams in Major yeah. League Baseball. Because if you get a positive test, not only are you 14 days, you might have three or four other guys on your team. Team quarantined along with them they might be the winner by being a loser actually not playing at home <laughs> it's an interesting angle to take a look at because they might be yeah. extremely healthy when other teams are not it could bring them together too
1: right it sounds yeah, it cliche could. but it does it does mm-hmm. bring them together not to mention there's a ton of dudes on that team that were just recently all minor leaguers Guerrero yes. you, know, you know what I mean Guerrero was playing in dumpy stadiums two years ago last mm-hmm. year Bichette. right you know you go down the list a lot of guys like have played that's why the Buffalo that's why Buffalo would have been uh would have been a good a good option all right so the next division the American League uh, Central I'm actually surprised it almost seems too good to be true that the Minnesota Twins are minus 130. you know we're, we're always looking for value but they're the better team I know that Cleveland are a hot and trendy team I know the White Sox are trendy guys but To me, the Minnesota Twins are going to win this division. Donnie, what's your take on this at minus 130?
3: I like both of those teams, and this is going to be a long ball division. And I'm always a guy that's going to take a look at some extenuating circumstances. Can you're playing in Minnesota in March, in April, it's not that much fun. And the same thing could be said about the south side there in the Windy City. They're going to be playing in hitting environments. And now you take a look at the lineups, one through nine, for both the White Sox and the Twins. These guys are going to be bashing the baseball. I do think the Twins overall are the best team in this division, but don't sleep on the White Sox. That one through nine is going to be awesome to watch in 90-degree temperatures right off the bat. Cam? Yeah, losing Kopech hurts, but
2: I, I, I yeah. Gabe, I'm with you. I took the Twins. I think the loss of Kopech really hurts the White Sox, but I'll tell you one thing, guys, overs, overs, overs. We're going to have the old school games, 11-9, to nine, you know, 9-8. Uh, I'm with Donnie. I see guys raking. The Twins already had mm-hmm. the, the home runs. These guys are like the Yankees. They rake. Uh, the White Sox have the power, too. Eloy Jimenez and the rest of the young studs that they have, guys. I like the Twins to win the division, like the overs. Lots of runs in this division with mediocre yeah. pitching. All right, we're going to have more baseball talk on in-game uh,
1: live coming up at 7 o'clock. Uh, but we still got about a minute uh, left. Astros, everybody hates them. I get it. Blah, 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 blah. Ooh. Whatever, man. They're going to be galvanized. They're going to be like the Patriots with a chip on their shoulder. They're going to want to show people, oh, you think we just suck because we were cheating. You know, I think Bregman's a live, a live shot to win the MVP in the American League if the media doesn't hold them against him. Uh, minus 145. I know people like the Athletics. I think the Astros are too much still, Donnie. Who you got in this one?
3: No, yeah, keep it quick there. You're right. The Astros took a deep breath. They don't have to go play anywhere in front of fans. I know they would have been worried about that all season long. That's not off their chest. But also, keep in mind, the Oakland Athletics used to playing in empty ballparks. They're going to feel right at home, but by far, Astros' best team in this division game.
1: Uh, speaking of which, I see that uh, Governor Phil Murphy is reducing uh, Rutgers attendance to uh, the to five hundred. <laughs> pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's pretty crazy that he's doubling. <laughs> he's doubling the average <laughs> attendance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So True. <laughs> Donnie, right side. Yeah, it's too easy. I feel bad taking a shot at Rutgers like that. They yeah, now I'm have booze game. at their game, so more people go. Hey, uh, Donnie, the, Donnie, right side. Uh, thanks, Donnie. <laughs> game time. Awesome. Oh, so thanks, guys. Game Time Decision continues. I am Gabriel Morency, Thanks to Donnie Wrightside for throwing it down uh, with us. We're going to transition into in-game live. We'll break down a couple of uh, MLS games that are on the board uh, this evening. And as I stated on yesterday's uh, edition of Game Time Decisions, these early MLS games, I place my bet. I go to sleep, I wake up, I see that I lost, and uh, I carry on with my day. And uh, <laughs> I did the same thing. It's basically, like I I said, I might as well just start, like, giving away the 100 bucks to, like, homeless people before I go to sleep. Like, I'd be doing better for, like, the community uh, instead. So, it's basically, it's like clockwork. Like, one of these mornings, like, today, I swear, I was like, ah, don't even look. I was like, you know, whatever. I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. I had TFC and he over, nil-nil. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. my god, that's just great! <laughs> that's just oh so my true. god, <laughs> but it's like one of the first things I see in the morning every day, Cam. I'm like, God, that's just great. Like, you know what I mean? I'm sitting you know there that. Like, but I got it's it back just- in Italy and EPL mm-hmm. again. And we should note, we should note, last night we gave you guys the draw in the game yes. uh, last night, and uh, we we hit the draw. And um, so the MLS has actually been profitable uh, for us over the last, uh, you know, we're we're starting to get a little bit of a groove uh, right now. Mm -hmm. Tricky games uh, tonight. We'll take a look at the the games. We'll go over our Major League Baseball best bets. Only a couple of days left to get these bets in, guys. If you want to play the futures, win totals, divisions, everything else in between, we're going to share our division best bets uh, with you on in-game live. We'll run through the Major League Baseball win totals uh, right now. We'll compare – what the numbers are comparable to a 162 game uh, season. A lot of stuff. but to break down is the countdown is on. Baseball is back. The Yankees and the Nationals first ones up, and then the uh, the LA Dodgers going to be one of the um, heaviest bet, bet. games oh, yes. in the history of baseball.
2: <laughs> I almost want to take the Giants.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> People are going to be laying like minus three and a half runs and stuff. Game time decisions (laughs) continues.